Welcome to Off The Cut, a podcast where we talk about building, making, and answering all of your questions. I'm Eric from Spensley Design Co. And I'm Zach from Zach Builds. If you have a question that you would like us to answer on air, you can send it to offthecutpodcast at gmail.com. You can find both of us on YouTube, Instagram, and unfortunately, because we have to keep up with kids, you can find us on TikTok too. All right, now let's get into the show. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the soothing sounds of episode 54 of Off the Cut Podcast. <laughs> can, can you even hear that in the mic? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I could hear that perfectly. Oh. That was great. Okay, we're up in Toronto. Today is known as Tuesday, February 28th, 2023. But here in the soothing state of Ohio, today is respectfully dedicated to the food of the day. Pancakes! <laughs> I, I did not that see that reversal about. coming. Um, yeah, I think we're looping on food of the days for some reason, right? We did pancakes. Oh, I, let me see. Food of the day. Do, do, do. I think, I mean, honestly, whoever's running this, not sponsored, nationaltoday.com. Mm-hmm. How about we pick a uh, uh, pick yesterday's food? Okay, I like the sound um, of that. Kahlua. Oh wow, that's product placement if ever I heard it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, this website 100 percent has to be run by like affiliates or product placement or something. For sure. I wonder if the whoever's running that website then turns around and uses our show as an example of how good their product placement is. Like, see, right. we're getting you guys all these views on the Off the Cut podcast. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, it was a reverse business model. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. yeah. No, no, what they're doing. Look, yeah. I just want to say, what was the name of the website? Uh, nationaltoday.com. Okay, nationaltoday.com. We are expecting our check in the mail. Well, they're well, they're probably expecting a check from us. Mm, oh yeah, I guess so, eh? Hmm. Do we have like do we have legal representation for uh for using their their content? Yes. Huh. <laughs> I don't um know. Yeah, okay. So actually, that kind of brings me into a weird topic. Uh, do you have like any sort of lawyer on call for like your social media stuff? You know, I, I don't. I don't. Yeah, neither do I. I have like, I have an accountant and I have. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I, I, uh, just having a lawyer on call who could deal with stuff might be a good idea. Cause like I have one for my construction business. But nothing for the social media stuff. And I do worry a little bit about liability at times. You know, like say you make a video and you do something wrong on the table saw and then somebody at home imitates what you did wrong on the table saw. Are you then liable in some weird way? No, I mean, it's perfectly valid. So like is your, I mean, if if you don't care to divulge this, that's fine. Is your content business structured as like a sole proprietor or are you an LLC? No, sole proprietor. Likewise. yeah, my my accountant's advice was uh, she gave me like a dollar figure. She was like, until you hit this amount, don't bother 
spinning yeah. up a corporation. That's what I was told as well, just for the content. Yeah. And again, we're not lawyers. We're not giving you guys legal advice. We're just telling you what <laughs> we are set up as. But See, that's good. That's good. You're covering your ass. Yeah. That's good liability management. But yeah, I know. I, I forget who I was talking to at the at the festival event a couple of weeks ago, but we were talking about this. And somebody was it it might have been Jason Ben. I don't remember who I was talking to, but they're like, yeah, uh, my like lawyer or like my insurance person was like, yeah, we won't cut. We won't give you business insurance unless you put a disclaimer in your like description of your YouTube videos that like, you know, whatever, whatever this video is for educational purposes only, like something like right. that. Right. No. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. Mark was the first person. Mark from Remarkable Woodworks was the first person to turn right. me on to having business insurance for social media stuff. I was like, "Why do you have that?" And he was like, "Oh, this reason, that reason." I was like, "Oh, damn! I need to go do that, don't I?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. So. I've had so much stuff like this last week. I've come across a lot of just like extra things I've that I've needed to do like financially. Yeah. With um. Like now that I have either the day job income and this income, it's put me in like a precarious tax situation where I was like, oh, well, I thought I was eligible to um, basically make certain financial moves. But now because of the extra income, like I'm not. So like I filed all my taxes and my accountant's like, oh, you need to go change all of this stuff. Oh, interesting. And bucket. And I was like, damn. So yeah, I do all this kind of stuff and that kind of stuff. And now it probably isn't a terrible idea to look into business insurance for a social media business just in case. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I've, I remember Mark telling me how much he paid. It was not that much money because, I mean, again, you're not like you're not really dealing with massive liability. I wonder if there are any instances out there of like a, you know, quote unquote, influencer or content creator being sued because of something they did. Maybe. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't really like I don't sell physical products to people. No, neither do I. And so I'm I don't know. My uneducated answer is, well, people are just watching my video like that'd be the equivalent of like. I mean, can I sue NBC for like watching people do like that? You ever well, like those shows where they like run obstacle courses and stuff? Sure. I'm like, well, I tried it and I broke my leg. Or, you know, I watched the latest Tom Cruise movie where he jumps a motorcycle off a cliff. Right. And then I went into that and broke my leg. I can't sue Tom Cruise. Like, that's ridiculous. So, speaking of gamble, I want to continue this conversation, but I, th- I, I want to play a new game. What is this? So, what's in, what's in the brought- mystery bag? It's a mystery bag. <laughs> Inside this bag, it's like a a cooler bag. Okay. Inside of the bag, I have three beverages. Oh. Two seltzer waters mm-hmm. and one beer. Okay. So I'm gonna look in and mm-hmm. see what I can see what I can get. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm really hoping I get what I want. Oh, Seltzer, Seltzer water. water. Okay. Okay. Well, I have to keep drinking to get that beer out. <laughs> the best thing is I'll always get it. Yeah. No but matter anyways, what, that beer is getting tr- drank, drunk tonight. Right. It might just be the after show. That's right. But speaking of like you're talking about the Tom Cruise movie and stuff and people just sil- seeing you do silly stuff. Mm-hmm. I Once you get to a big enough level, I would not put it past 
the likelihood of just running across some Yahoo that's just like, oh, this Zach guy, I'm going to sue him. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think that kind of comes with the territory. Once you get big enough, there's always going right. to be people who kind of see you as a, a target or like an easy way to make money. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, eventually you will get me too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It's going to happen eventually. I'm going to get get canceled because uh, during this last video that I put out, I did an ad for like a bank. And mm-hmm. one of my things was uh, like, do you still live in the Stone Age and use hand tools and use cash? <laughs> I'm going to get canceled for that, man. What, for using cash? Using hand tools. Oh, using hand tools. Yeah, but that's you'll just get. Well, may, yeah, maybe. Who knows? Maybe somebody will come after you for that because there are a lot of people who are, would get deeply offended by anybody insulting hand tools. Right. And I also made an insinuation during the video. I was like, "Oh, this, uh, um, this like bank service thing can connect." And this is not an ad for them. I'm just just saying. <laughs> uh, this bank service can connect to all these different things, and I like list off like. You know, Shopify, QuickBooks, whatever. And then I'm like, and more. And I wink at the camera. (laughs) Miranda, I asked Miranda, I was like, what do you think? She's like, to me, it seems like you're saying it connects to like OnlyFans or like something sexual like that. I was like, perfect. That's exactly what I was going for. Nailed it. When I did that uh, bank thing, Mm -hmm. I had to, well, I didn't have to, but I went and I actually got the card that I was advertising because that way I could say that like, this is my card as, Mm. and like their legal team was like very strict. He's like, if he doesn't have the card, he cannot imply in any way that it's his card when he's like holding it up, which was interesting. I hadn't for people listening. I'm I'm sorry if you hear chewing. I'm trying to eat dinner real quick while we're doing this, but just trying to sneak in a quick dinner while podcasting. Right. It's what everybody's here for, but (laughs) So I had to do the bank ad and like one of their things were like, well, we need the ad in like, like nine days or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you need to have be holding the card during, during the thing. And I was like, well, first off, like just send me a blank one. And they're like, Mm -hmm. no, 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 just sign up for an account. I was like, I don't need another business checking account. (laughs) Yeah. Like, just for this ad. Like, I'm sure it's great service, but I don't need it. Like, I'm already set up. Like, I wonder if that's, like, the advertising agency padding out their numbers to the bank. They're like, hey, we got you at least one sign up for this card. Right. But then attribute directly to the ad. See, that's the beauty of having Mark and his team as my agent. He just, he texts me. He was like, hey, they want you to have a card. And I I was like, dude, hell no. He was like, all right, I'll fight it. (laughs) And I didn't have to deal with it. Yeah, that's perfect. I like that. Right. Right. Well, speaking of people that we want to fight with, mm-hmm. we have new patrons this week. I know. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Got some rigid fans coming in. We got Ken Daliege. Again, this is the beauty of being a patron is we will absolutely murder your name. <laughs> We've got Geoffrey Watson. We've got to Custom Graphics and Woodworks. With an X. Oh, hold on. We've Uh-oh. got Mart Martins. So they're multiple people. Martins Stropmanius. 
maybe it's is it plural or is it ownership? I don't know. It's got a bunch of punctuation marks, so it's probably like a European name or something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I don't. I like it. And then we've got an apprentice, Dan, Holly, and hold on, hold on to your horses. Uh, Patreon decided to stop screwing around, telling us who is and who is not a patron. So we mm -hmm. got Dadu coming in at a cocker. Nice. Right. Nice. So that means we got our top tier patrons that are returning, get their name shouted out every episode. We got Dadu, Luke Schmidt, Derek Jennings at Picantry Designs, Corey Duvall, Jason Price at Priceless Pro Designs, Scott Eastman at Eastie's Woodshop. Whew. That's going you know to be a else? long list. I know. We're going to, if it gets too long, we're we'll going to have to read it at the end or something. Yeah. Did, did we do like a particularly good episode last week? Because it seems like we got a lot of new patrons. I think last week was the one where we talked about uh, eating a dental hygienist. Oh, that was a good one. That's that must be why. That must be why. You know what? It's all those anti-dental hygienist people. They're like these guys are speaking my we gotta, language. We, we got to support these guys. <laughs> but you know what's most exciting? What's that? The power cocker, formerly known <gasps> as Wes, is, is he back? back. Oh, thank God! So I didn't know what I was going to do without him. I know. I talked to him. What happened is he he was downtown in London, mm -hmm. and you know he was. People were getting a little loud. People were getting angry. They were fighting, mm -hmm. and one of the the rules of being a wizard <laughs> is that you can't do magic in the presence of Muggles. Yes, correct. So he actually spent a few weeks in Azkaban prison. I see. I no. see. Yeah, I, I saw. I saw a documentary about that whole uh, wizarding thing in London. Yeah, it was like uh, like eight movies, I think. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was, um, it was like a Ken Burns documentary on wizardry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, so that's where Wes was. But he's back. Nice. Well, What's I'm glad it? he's back. It felt weird not having uh, a, the power cocker, formerly known as Wes, I to know. call out on every episode. I love it. And so those are all of our patrons. They support the podcast because we don't make any money off of this if mm -hmm. we don't have patrons. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm, it's uh, mm -hmm. If you want to get your name read, get access to the after show, which is basically a, another podcast. And yeah. later it's been longer than the regular <laughs> podcast. Last week it was like an hour and 20 minutes or something. The regular show was 55 minutes. Right. <laughs> We've had, but like the last several have been substantially longer. I know. Well, we just get on a roll. We got stuff to talk right. about. But if you want to join, just go to patreon.com slash offcutpodcast. And uh, mm -hmm. it's in the description. You can find it. Just Google mm -hmm. it. If, mm -hmm. Or if you're a freeloader, that's cool, too. We don't mind. We're just happy also, you're here. Also, uh, patrons get access to our private Discord server. Yes. Which has been popping off lately. We've had a lot of good chats going on over there. So, shout out to the Discord people. And... We finally got our merch thing situated. I know we talked about that last week, but yes, everybody stay patient. Your merch is coming. Yep. Patreon just royally effed it up. Well, it's, all right, let's not get, don't, I don't want to get into Patreon and how much it sucks right now. You yeah. know what I am legitimately excited for? Workbench. Workbench. We're going to meet mm -hmm. in person for the first time in a couple days. So I got to ask Zach. Mm -hmm. Do you think you're going to be the big spoon or the little spoon? 
Um, you know what? I've, I've spent a lot of my life being the big spoon. I would like to feel the security and the comfort of being the little spoon. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> you, you got us. A, you got us a room with one king size bed, correct? I got us a room with one twin bed. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> it's just a room with one pull-out couch. <laughs> That's all we need. I'm gonna sleep right on the bar too, the one that goes mid back. <laughs> or did you get the, did you get the jacuzzi tub that's shaped like a heart? You bet. I got the presidential <laughs> suite. Perfect. I actually stayed in a hotel room once uh, with that had a jacuzzi right in the room. Was not shaped like a heart, but it had the jacuzzi like right next to the bed. It was fantastic. I did too, and we didn't use it. Really? Yeah. Sophie and I were very excited. We were like, we're going to put a movie on the screen above the bed. We're going to, it was, um, it was at a ski hill. So we went skiing during the day Ooh. and then we came back, we had a jacuzzi, watched a movie. It was fantastic. Yeah. I think we, we just, had a little, little bit of yeah, bubbly. Just, oh, a little bubbly. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah. We just, uh, we got back and then it was just like, well, I'm, you know, I'm time to go to bed. And I was like, all right, well, not going to be able to use it, but you know. <laughs> It was a Next thought time. to count. It was a sentiment, you know? Yeah. It was a sentiment. It was funny because it was like this hotel that had been clearly a pretty nice hotel at some point in its life, but it was well past oh. its prime. And we got there and we checked in and they're like, you know what? You guys are nice people. We're going to give you a free room upgrade to one of the jacuzzi rooms. And I was like, oh boy, this is going to be great. And it so was. What probably happened is they had you in room 212. Mm-hmm. But they're like, they see they see Zach and Sophie coming in. They're like, "Hi, I'm Zach from Zach Builds. <laughs> I'm, I'm here to sign in for my hotel room." And they're like, "And you got you got Debbie at the front desk, and Debbie's like, types your name in, and then it like pops up, like blinks on the screen. Crime scene. Do not enter." And so they're like, "Suicide last night." Right. Yeah. Somebody got murdered in the hotel room last night. Yeah. And so they're like, you know what, Zach, you're famous. We're going to give you a free upgrade. And you're like, oh, my gosh. But really, they just didn't want you to, to get in that hotel room and then post all over social media that there had been a murder in Savannah. That seems like a very likely explanation because yeah. I would have done. Like, had I got to my room and there was just blood everywhere, I probably would have talked about it. I... I, I want, I want something to happen. Like I haven't had a good hotel experience where I walk in and like, you have just like a crazy story Mm. and I don't, I don't know if I've ever really had a crazy hotel story. Uh, I had one, so I rented an Airbnb. So you know how a couple weeks ago I went on my ice fishing trip with a bunch of my buddies. Yeah. A couple years ago, we did the same trip, rented an Airbnb. We get there, uh, the place is, first of all, it looked like a crack house. It had really nice <laughs> photos, but we get there and it's like, it's a psychotic person's house because there's no furniture except for like one two-seater couch. And so we do the thing you do when you get to a Airbnb with your friends, you go around and everybody starts claiming their rooms. So I open the door to one room. I'm like, what the hell? This is a bedroom, but there's no bed in here. So it was like a three or four bedroom place and in all the bedrooms, there was only one bed. Hmm. So my friend goes and claims that one. Come out to the main area. It's freezing in there. We're right. like, try, we're fiddling with the thermostat. Of course, it's the middle of February, so it's really cold. Um, we're fiddling with the thermostat, trying to get heated up. And my one friend has this great idea. He's like, hey, let's, uh, 
let's turn on the oven and oh, just leave the doors of the oven open. It's like, yeah, well, you know, it's an electric heater. I guess that'll work. So we do that, and immediately we smell burning. The, the worst smell you've ever smelled burned. And we see uh, mice scurrying along the floor. So I think there was a mouse house inside the oven, and when we turned it on, it burned some of the mouse poo or the, the mouse bedding or whatever it was, and it stank up the whole place. So we had to open all of the windows and doors to this place. Meanwhile, it's like minus 20 outside. We're already freezing, but we couldn't live with this awful stench of burning mouse. <laughs> so that's, that's my hotel horror story. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. But you're you're so right that sometimes you check into Airbnbs and like you get in there and you're like there's a TV yeah. with all the cords hanging down. <laughs> yeah. There's yeah. like a, there nobody like manages a, cords. <laughs> no, there's a DVD player just like it's not even touching the ground. It's just hung yes. up by the cords. Yes. There's yeah. like one like folding lawn chair and they're like That is so accurate. <laughs> Look at our living room. And you're like, what? <laughs> what the hell? You you proudly rent. You charge money to have people stay here. It's, a glorif- it's so insane. Like you said, glorif- glorified crack house. Yes. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know what the worst part about the whole thing was? We're, we're getting ready to, it's, you know, it's Sunday. We're all packing up. We're getting ready to go. My friend gets a prompt on his phone to rate his Airbnb experience. Um, I'm like, okay, dude, you got to skewer these guys. So you got to go like a negative five stars. He's like, you know what? We had a good time. Boop, five stars. And then he walks away. I was like, oh, this is what's wrong with millennials. Right. <laughs> Here's my thing. I think that people misuse the five star system. Yes, everybody a three star in my mind should be average. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Like I had no cons, mm-hmm. but I wasn't blown away. A four mm-hmm. star should be like, Zach, I went to this place. It was, it was pretty nice. nice. You got to check it out. Mm-hmm. When and I then, got there, the person upgraded me to jacuzzi suite for free. That's a four there was star a murder experience. in my, in my hotel. <laughs> right. That's yeah, a four that star would experience. be a four star. A yeah. five star would be like, you showed up. And out of nowhere, they were like, oh, you guys are here for your anniversary. Uh, we'll put a complimentary complimentary shark cutlery board in your room with a case of wine. Mm-hmm. And then, like, you know, they upgrade you and they give you all this stuff. And, like, nicest people in the world, world. they're like, you know what? Breakfast is usually not complimentary but we got you covered. Like mm-hmm. to, for, for me, a five-star review, like you've got to blow me away. Agreed. Agreed. And, but you know what the, the flip side of that too is, is if Sophie's like trying to find a place for us to eat dinner and she's like, okay, this Thai place, there's this Thai place, there's this Indian place. I'm like, okay, give me the rating for the place. Mm-hmm. And if it's anything lower than like 4.8, I'm like, no, not going there. That place is going to be horrible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so I, you know, I do understand why people are heavy on the five-star ratings, but still, that's not how it works. Like three stars should be average. Four is exceeded my expectations. And then five is just like blew me away. Right. And like for me, a two-star would be like, you know, the place was fine. There was a couple of things that could have been improved. A one-star it was like they tried to kill me when I got there. Yeah, 
<laughs> they let me in that hotel room that had been murdered. And then when I asked to change rooms, they said, nah, we're yeah. booked. Yeah. Have you ever seen the horror movie Hostel? Oh, have I? It's yeah. All three of them. That's yeah, exactly. That's a one star experience right there. Yeah. But in like in the common rating scheme, if you like <laughs> if you were in if you basically got cast into the movie Hostel, people would be like, oh, that's a four star. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> didn't meet my expectations, but I yeah. didn't die. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I escaped with a severed Achilles tendon. Nothing <laughs> <laughs> is worse in a horror movie than when somebody has their Achilles tendon sliced. Oh, yeah. It's immediately like a visceral feeling for me. I like check my the backs of my legs. I'm like, oh, am I OK? Am I OK? Right. Should yeah. we reenact that that scene for people for people who haven't seen it? Oh, I don't know if I remember enough to reenact. Okay, so so the the premise of this hostel movie is these people go vacationing in Europe. They stay in a hostel, which is effectively just like a giant dorm room, mm-hmm. um, and then they they get abducted and whatever. And all these rich people basically pay to like kill these people. So this one dude gets like he gets strapped down to a chair, and this guy takes some sort of sharp implement and like cuts his Achilles tendon and then unstraps him. It's just like, you're good to go. So naturally he stands up and then his ankle just goes. <laughs> Is that what would really happen? I wonder. I don't know. I guess we'll find out this weekend at workbench. Yeah. We, which by the way, we need to test your um, elevator theory. Yes. We need to test my elevator theory. Here's another theory that I've wanted to test for a while that maybe we'll get an opportunity to test this weekend. I've heard of this thing called the credit card trick when you check into hotel rooms. Okay. So basically, you know, when you check into a hotel room, they ask you for your credit card and your ID. Yeah. So the trick or the hack or whatever, or the scam, if you will, is you fold up $20 bill, $50 bill. You put it between the two cards. You hand it to the person. You say, here you go. By the way, do you have any free room upgrades available? And that little folded up 20 or 50 is a bribe for the person behind the counter who can then upgrade you to whatever room they see fit. You want to try it? I kind of do. I kind of do. I've always wanted to try it, but I've never been ballsy enough to actually go for it. But So here's my only issue with that. Mm-hmm. Is that so? You and I got we got a two queen room. Mm-hmm. If they upgrade us, I mean, Zach, you're a nice guy and all. I just don't know if I want to be sharing a bed with you. <laughs> you know, like if we get like the honeymoon suite and we get That's the heart shaped jacuzzi. That's true. Well, what about if we get like a suite where we each get our own bedroom? Well, that'd be nice. I know, right? Do you think so. is this hotel nice enough to have that? I think so. If it's at the same place it was a couple of years ago when I went, which I think, I think it is. it's like connected to the convention center still. Yeah. Yeah. I bet they probably have a couple of nice little suites in there. I don't know. I mean, I'm down to try it. Okay. okay. What if we're just out $20 though? Business expense, write it off. <laughs> yeah. Write it off. These big companies <laughs> are writing everything off. I got, I think I got a 20 in the wallet. All right. Well, Give them the Canadian we'll 20. They won't, know what to do. <laughs> they won't know what to do with it. What is this? Playmobil money or monopoly money? <laughs> like get out of here. You scum. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna have to hide that I'm Canadian all weekend. It's gonna be tough. You th- I-, I can't wait for the the classic game of wait. What's your real name? And oh, you're shorter than I imagined. <laughs> That's everybody's favorite game. Yeah, yeah. I I've actually had the opposite of experience. Everybody I've met in real life has said, "Oh, you're much taller than I." expect it based on your videos and Mm -hmm. i always say that well i have short man energy so that's why (laughs) (laughs) 
Some no. idiot. <laughs> so, believe it or not, like we were talking in the in the main or the pre-show on YouTube, the the mm-hmm. live stream, which you, anybody can watch. That's right. Actually, it's a great opportunity to listen to the podcast early because we record these live on Tuesday night, and then it actually doesn't get posted until Saturday. Which, by the way, you think you're going to get it edited in time to post before we go to workbench? Yeah, if I'll try not, and do it tonight. Right. I'll try and do it tonight. Mm-hmm. It'll be real quick because tomorrow mm-hmm. I'll be packing and blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so I was saying that, believe it or not, I actually watched your most recent video. And I know. I saw your comment. Thank you. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Oh, yeah. So I thought it was really interesting. Like the entire time I was watching it, I was like, dude, you make such a good point. Right? Okay, so, thank you. I, I was I I was unsure if people would follow my argument. I tried to yeah. like I I wrote the script for that video like four or five times, like trying to refine it and make it more clear. I was like, I really want people to kind of catch my drift here. So what the way I felt is because it was literally how I felt because I started with Ryobi tools, mm-hmm. and then as I was like, oh, I'd really like something like a little. You know, a little more guts to it, a little more, or what? But not rigid. Yeah, but not, no, hell no, <laughs> not rigid. Um, I was like, well, I already have like so many batteries. I was like, well, either I keep buying Ryobi tools and I'm unsatisfied with it, mm-hmm. or I just ditch them all together and get something new because I don't want two battery platforms. But if you were to tell me, oh, Eric, the the rigid or the Ryobi tool batteries that you have will work for rigid and Milwaukee, I would go great. I'll keep my Ryobi tools. Mm -hmm. But then when I need something with a lot of power, I'll buy the Milwaukee. But when I just need like, you know, a little, whatever, like a hot glue gun, I'll I'll have the Ryobi. And now I can have tools and like that whole spectrum. Mm -hmm. And all coming from one parent company. Cause I don't know. We've we've talked this, Great. about this but just for everybody at home rigid milwaukee and uh ryobi are all owned by the same parent company tti right so so you would essentially be locked into one company but different brands right so you would have an incentive to keep buying tti tools but the point i wanted to make in the video is that a lot of people when they get to that upgrade point when they're at that point of like having the ryobi tool you then have to make a choice. Or when you when you have the Ryobi tools, you want to upgrade to something else, you have a choice to make. And a lot of the time when you make that choice, you're not going to end up upgrading to Rigid or Milwaukee. You I could have gone to Wall. You could have gone to Wall. You could have gone Festool. I, I mean, you kind of did go Festool. But um, uh, and at that point, you now have a new battery platform in your workshop and all your future tool purchases, you're going to have to make a choice. Do I want to go with the Ryobi batteries or do I want to go with my new DeWalt tool platform? And it's like, I, you made a fantastic, you know, point in the video. It's like, Oh, well their thought is if I make them buy another battery, then we're going to increase profits. But it's just like, only if that person decides to stay with your brand. Yeah, yeah, which is a pretty big if. Like, I don't know a lot of people who go Ryobi to Milwaukee 
or Ryobi to Rigid. I've known a ton of people who've started out with Ryobi stuff, and then they end up with, you know, like we were saying, like DeWalt, or I'm trying to think, like, what are some other... Or, or Bosch, or Makita. Or Bo- yeah, 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 or Bosch, Makita. like thing, or whatever the hell it is. Exactly. Metabo. There are so many different options out there that they could land on. It's almost unlikely that they'll end up sticking with Milwaukee or Rigid in that, you know, in that scenario. It's a gamble, because like you said... The average, like, I didn't know this until I got into the industry. I had no idea that all of the power tool tools were owned by, like, a, like controlling companies. Yeah, exactly. They, they try and hide it from you. And I'm like, why right. hide it? Like, embrace it. Like, make right. it make it evident to customers that it's a whole family of tools and have, like, you know, have something where all the dust collection boots are uniform across all the tools or something like that so that right. people or accessories that you buy for craftsman tools also work on DeWalt tools or something like that. You know, right. have like have people be able to buy into like a whole family of brands. I honestly think from an end user standpoint, if you were to market to me, even now, hey, Ryobi tools are for the weekend wood weekend like hobbyist fixing things around the house. Mm-hmm. Rigid tools are like that. Hey, I'm starting to kind of get into this, and you know I really like it. But then my Milwaukee tools, those are like the are you on the job site twenty four seven? You need this, and like make it like extreme pro because as a guy, and you know this, Zach. If you walk into a store and like you see something that's like. Oh, that's cute. That's for like the weekend woodworker. Even if you don't need it, mm-hmm. you're going to be pressured to buy the more premium version because it's, sure. it's more manly. For sure. A hundred percent. Right. Yeah, that's how men are stupid, but that's how we, that's how we all work. And you can probably increase your prices. Oh, for sure. I'm uh, Yeah. A hundred percent. They could increase the prices of individual tools. And then just if all the batteries were universal, because like, if you didn't have to buy a new battery to purchase a new, t- like, okay, it's so it's so wordy to do this every time. But again, if you're a Ryobi user and you want to upgrade, if you have to then buy a Milwaukee battery to use with your Milwaukee tool, you're going to be more price conscious than if the, you could reuse your Ryobi batteries. Right. If you had more free cash, you'd be right. more willing to buy the premium tool. Of course. Yeah. So uh, here's my question. If mm-hmm. you in a hypothetical situation, you 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 ran TTI. So you had all three of those yes. real be uh, rigid Milwaukee. And again, we know that there are other tool company companies. I just think for the sake of discussion, we're just going to yeah. bring it to these yeah. three. How would you market brand color delineate your battery platform so that people understood that they worked for all three? Well, that's a good, yeah, that's a good question. You would have to invest in a little bit of branding because in the video, I talk about how Bosch is doing the power for all alliance where they're having a unified battery platform for like 10 different brands of tools or something like that. (laughs) Kind of, kind of. Yeah, we'll get into the caveats (laughs) of that later because that's a bit of a mess. But it's kind of clever because they are, they're almost treating the batteries like they're their own brand. Mm-hmm. And coming up with a name for them, a kind of a logo for them, a little signifier so that people are aware. And I think it's just about training the customer at the end of the day. Like you are going to have to invest a little bit of money into letting people know that, hey, you can use your Ryobi batteries with your Milwaukee tools. 
But again, I think that's going to pay dividends in the form of longer term customers who are more committed to the brand. No, you're absolutely right. Just, I don't know. Yeah. It, I, it I, seems like a challenge. Like, I, th- I really truly think both sides have a very, very valid point. I think it's a challenge now because they've dug themselves into this weird hole. Like, they would definitely, they would have to spend money to get themselves out of the position that they've got themselves in. Right. But I think it would be worth it long term. It's like one of those, it's, it'd be an investment for the future of all three brands. I feel yeah. like I, ha- I had a breakthrough thought. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, here's what I was wondering. Do you think that a tool companies do more sales to people like y- you and I? I mean, you use tools more than I do. Mm-hmm. But in, in general, to people like yeah. you and I who use their tools fairly frequently and in a professional manner, or do you think the larger market share is for people who just periodically buy a tool here and there and like kind of somewhat use it on the weekends? Yeah, that's a good question. I think it would probably largely depend on the tool. Like, right. I think tool companies probably sent, sell a ton of drills. Oh, okay. Okay. Valid. To, to everybody. But you know, once they start getting into like circular saws and stuff like that, I don't know. Or an SDS drill. Or an SD, yeah, like the the high, the, I don't know, the more specialized the tool, the less likely they are to sell to weekend warriors, right? Um, Which then it, it almost would make sense for like the specialty tools. Like, okay, why do you have a Ryobi SDS drill? Well, I know that, yeah, this is a great point. Like, why are there so, and the tool companies, if they did adopt this, you know, this hypothetical system where they're sharing batteries, then they could better segment the brands that they do have. They could be like the Ryobi tools are like the general ones, like the ones that people buy and they, you know, maybe keep in their closet. And then, you know, you get into the more specialized stuff with rigid and then you get into the really high end stuff with the Milwaukee and you, you could, you could stop having like, you know, like how many different impact drivers does Ryobi, well, does TTI have across all the brands? Probably 20, 25. It's, yeah, because each brand has like five or six different versions of it, right. right? And it's like, you don't need that many SKUs. Like, you could have a much simpler inventory system if you were willing to adopt this platform. I didn't even include that in the video, but that's that's great. It's confusing. <laughs> it's very confusing. I, I I mean, this that'll be my next rant video that I make, is that power tool companies need to get their naming conventions together, and they're like, just clean up their product stacks in general. Yeah, just they, like... I mean, we've talked about this, right? Yeah, we've talked about this, you know, forever. It's like you go into a go into a store, Mm -hmm. and honestly, like Dewalt and Milwaukee are the worst at this. Go into the store, look at a circular saw. Tell me which is the best one. You can't. It's impossible. You have to know they're like their coat, like the best DeWalt tools have a XR somewhere on them. That's not even really true. What about the FlexVolt one? Exactly, right? Because, they, yeah, they've created this thing that's above the XR. It's, yeah, you're right. It's ridiculous. Nobody knows. You or have like to the be 735 so... is now old, but the 727 is now better. But it's like, but it's a lower what? It's a lower number. Oh, yeah. Like DeWalt just released this impact driver. Their new impact driver is the DCF 840. 
and that replaces the DCF 850, I think. It's like, like okay, that doesn't so make any sense. I know, I know. <laughs> it's it's well, a nightmare. The the DCF 850 replaced the DCF 888. So, like, <laughs> it's go figure. Yeah, I don't know. So I have another question about tools, and okay, this is something that well, I wanted to bring it up earlier, but I was under NDA, so I couldn't oh. say it. So when I when we were at the festival event. Mm-hmm. Where they were like, you know, talking to us or whatever, and they were talking about new tools coming out, and they're like, yeah, and like, there's some tools that we have coming out that we don't we don't have here tonight, like the exoscale. Uh, never mind. <laughs> so like, somebody slipped out, but I was like, oh, the exoskeleton, because I've seen other um, brands already show like, like, uh, what am I trying to say? Like, uh, like okay. demo beta versions of it, right? I okay. Like, what, you mean like a full human exoskeleton? Hold on. So you really haven't <laughs> heard about this? <laughs> well, I know what an exoskeleton is. Like, I've seen sci-fi movies in the past. Okay. So then I was like, yeah, I don't think I can say anything about this. But okay. um, then I saw that the Festool, like the main like German page posted about it like yesterday or today. So I was like, okay, okay. the world knows about it. I can say it now. Okay, okay. So what it is, is it's this like backpack thing. That like supports your arms. So oh, it's like yeah. battery powered and like supports your arms. But here's yeah. my genuine question because I don't I don't work in the trades all day. Mm-hmm. Is that something that would actually be one, would it be valuable? Two, is it just gonna yeah. get in the way and be a pain in the ass? And yeah. three, are they making up problems that don't actually exist? I think it's kind of a solution in search of a problem. However, I will caveat that by saying, I think in some commercial applications, something like this might be worth it. Like, say you worked in building high rises and you're just doing Mm -hmm. drywall sanding all day long. Like 9 a.m. you clock in, you grab your Festool sander and you start sanding until 5 p.m. at night. In that case, maybe something like this would make sense. But honestly, I think most tradespeople in residential construction would kind of laugh at you the second you put one of these on. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the photos of it right now. Are you on the Festool one? Yeah, I'm looking at the Festool one specifically right now. So their main photo, I think it's funny you said that, was somebody wearing the the exoskeleton backpack thing with a drywall sander. Exactly. Because I will say, like, I've used their drywall sander all day before. And at the end of the day, your arms are burning. It's, you know, you're essentially holding up, you know, 15, 20 pound wand above your head for eight hours a day. It can get pretty, can get pretty tedious. That being said, though, like, I don't know, like, I use my drywall sander a couple times a year. Sure. And for like, you know, maybe a week or two at a time. And it's like, I don't know. It, it would be really, I'm sure this exoskeleton thing is probably going to cost a small fortune. That's what I was going to say. How much do you think it is? Oh, I'm looking at the photos of it and knowing that it's festival, I'm thinking like four or five grand. That's what I would assume as well. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe even more. I honestly don't know. Oh, I see it. Oh, they got a price? Uh, 2700 Okay. Cheaper than I thought, so. 
Um, it says scheduled to release sometime in October in the Netherlands, and the price is expected to be around 2,500 euros, which roughly equates to 2,700 US dollars. Okay. So, right. I know it's, it's expensive. Right now, Festool has like um, a harness that you can buy. And there's like, basically, there's like a cup that goes right where a cup would go in sports. And the idea is that you can kind of like rest. I think that's the way it works. You rest the end yeah. of the sander in the cup, and then it kind of like it takes the weight off your arms and it kind of puts it on your pelvis, I guess. Huh. <laughs> um, which so the, where I first saw this thing was with Hilti is making. Yeah, it. yeah, I saw Hilti. Yeah, Hilti's got a photo here. What did what did the application do they see it? Oh, I don't sorry, know. but but I guess. My question with this, because I've seen a couple other brands bring out, like, you know, I'm blanking on the word. What do they call it? Prototype. Prototype mm-hmm. models. Mm-hmm. I've seen several brands do it. And yeah. are they just, are they making up a problem that doesn't exist? I, yeah. I mean, they must know better than I do. I just, I'm having a really hard time seeing a big target market for this. Right. You know, like I can imagine maybe there's like a hundred people in the world who would want to buy one of these exoskeleton things. But you better believe if I can get my hands on the demo version, I'm going to try. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, I mean, if you get your hands on a demo version, I'm going to fly down. I'm going to test it out too. Yeah. Because I'm curious. But But you know that like the, you know, like halitosis, like where it's like the, disease quote that they call like bad breath oh yes yeah yeah yeah. you know that that was invented by listerine oh really to sell mouthwash yeah so like that's what i'm saying are these tool companies making up a problem that doesn't exist to sell something yeah yeah they may very well be they may very well like what else would you use this with other than their drywall sander like you, you don't need an exoskeleton to like use an impact driver or a sawzall or anything. Maybe if you're like working above your head and stuff. Yeah. I don't know. I really have a hard time seeing this actually speeding, legitimately speeding somebody up on a job site. Like, so Hilti, what kind of tools do they make? They're like concrete saws and like stuff. A lot of concrete stuff. Like, so like a lot of SDS for drilling into concrete, a lot of like, they have, um, they have a whole line of like epoxy tools, like for like um, epox doweling steel into concrete, you can use like an epoxy okay. to set a concrete uh, steel rod into into concrete. So it's more um, like like structural concrete correct. civil engineering type tools. Correct, correct. They also, I think, they also have a um, a powder actuated nail gun, which I've always wanted to try. It's like a powder nail gun that can act- shoot nails into concrete. Really? So it's actually got like gunpowder that bangs the nail into the into the substrate. It's kind of cool. How does a nail and concrete stay in place? Is it, is it like ring shank nail? It must be some sort of ring shank nail. Either that or it just drives it in there so hard that it, <laughs> I don't know, it like melts the concrete or something. That's weird. That is yeah. weird. Yeah. yeah. Huh. Well, yeah, I don't know. They're making up they're making up problems that don't exist. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, they must like something like this wouldn't be cheap to develop. Like this must have had a whole team of people working on it for a couple of years. So I assume they've done some market research to to know. Like one of their one of their uh, images here of somebody using this exoskeleton is with a paint roller. <laughs> but why wouldn't you just spray it? If you have that I'm, much paint to do, just spray, right? But you don't. Why would you ever need an exoskeleton? to hold up a paint roller. The paint roller is like two, three pounds. But is it one of those things like if you're doing a job or you're continually like working with like your arms above your head that just get some extra support or something? I, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess so, but I, I don't know. Maybe it's because I'm from a generation of tradespeople who just like just suck work. it up, buttercup. Yeah, just c come on, shut up and get to work. Right, right. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. So I... I have an announcement to make. People oh. are going to be thrilled. Well, oh. there's a potential that dining table video, I think, is going to be my next video that comes out. Oh, I'm excited for that one. Yeah. So yeah. what's the runtime? It's still sitting around 45 minutes? It's at 45 minutes before the ad. I like it. I like it. So add an extra minute or so. Yeah. I think Mark was, he just texted me and he was like, hey, I know you said you wanted to put out March 31st. Um, it looks like they're trying to slot this for April. Would you be down for April 1st? I was like, <laughs> sure. sure. Yeah, like, I don't care. That's fine. I just, I, ideally, I would like to have a video roughly about once a month. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't want it to be like, oh, I put one out today and then two days later have another one, but then you don't see another one of my videos for three months. Like, yeah, yeah. Trying you to just keep like a space. Some sort of even flow. I mean, yeah. I'm fighting with a sponsor right now. I'm like, they really want me to like get it out April first. Squarespace? No, I'm I'm almost done with my Squarespace contract. It's that uh the wireless microphone that I was showing you. Before. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they really want it like early April. I'm like, trust me, you want me to spend more time on. You don't want me to rush the video. Give them a because, rush fee. Yeah, yeah, I guess I. Or, I'm so burnt out. I just want a little bit of time off. Oh, no. <laughs> like I just want one project where I can like, I want to finish a video and then take like two or three days to just think about how I could make it better. Hmm. Okay. You know what I mean? Like, cause don't you, have you ever had this where you like publish a video and then you rewatch it and you're like, why did I include that scene? Like that scene is right. so useless. That's what I say about every scene in my videos. I'm like, this well, whole video is useless. Yeah, I think, but I think, uh, like, it's good to finish something and, like, not immediately export it and upload it. Like, I want to, like, take the time, have a breath, like, be like, okay, now come back to it and almost, like, start again or, like, right. how can I rework this to do right. it better? Mm -hmm. um, and I, I don't know. It's really hard to do that when you have a sponsor breathing down your neck. Like, we got to get the video out right away. Yeah, that's why I work about a year and a half ahead. Yeah, smart. So I, I'm almost considering, like, can I rewatch that 45-minute long dining room table build I have? Mm -hmm. Can I stretch it out even further? Yeah, you, you want to go further as opposed to shorter? <laughs> I, I want to see if I can get a video to hit an hour. <laughs> you think anybody would actually watch that, though? Yeah, I mean, oh, for sure some people would. Right. It's just, would it, would it be, yeah, it's how many people would watch it? I don't know. It's an interesting question. I think as long as you can keep it entertaining for, like, as long as there's not 
like dead air essentially. Like, right. You right. could just insert a whole like 15 minutes of just silence in the middle of your video if you wanted to really just pat it out for the sake of patting it out. But you're brushing you my teeth that. or blowing my nose or something. Yeah, exactly. So you like putting on your shoes and then taking them off and putting on your flip flops. <laughs> Oh, I got to do another scene of me cutting wood without shoes on again, because that always really fires people up. Oh, I bet. I bet. You know what's um, wild, though, is that even my videos that, like, I've been screwing around. Oh, somebody's car alarm's oh, going off. Burglary. Well, they got to it pretty quick. Yeah, they're good. Uh, even these videos that I've been doing where I've been changing up the thumbnails and stuff, and the ones are just, like, literally going straight up to the moon. My average watch time is, like, 20%. Which is well, unbelievably low, but they keep pushing it. I think that's kind of a consequence of having a higher click through rate. Because I've noticed, like okay. a lot of my videos, the higher the click through rate, generally the lower the watch duration, right? Mm -hmm. Because you have a lot of people, especially when you do an asinine title that has no description of right. what the video is about, right? Like people yeah. start watching the first thirty seconds, like, oh, I don't want to see a table about or a video about a dining room table. Like I'm going to click off, right? Um, so, so yeah, it's kind of, I think that's kind of a risk. The less informative the title, the more likely people are to just bounce from the video right away. But it seems like the more likely people are to click on the video too, which yeah, yeah. I'll be the There's, first one. I, to tell you, I hate how I have to title my videos, but it works, yeah. but I hate yeah. it. I've, I've gotten so much hate for my titles lately, but it's like, but it's work alike, you know, like yeah. even the people who are like, oh, this like video title with such click bait. It's like, but you clicked it like, <laughs> right. You know what I mean? I don't know. I still it's... always talk about what the title is. I what do you mean? Do. You oh, like whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I see what you're saying. Like, like where I was like, I don't know why people still do this. And the video, I was like, I don't know why people still stain stuff. It looks terrible. Yes. Yes, exactly. Like it, right? you do fulfill on the promise. Yeah. It's absolutely. not like you're just like, you're saying this is a video about, uh, Megan Fox, stripping naked and then they click on it and it's like a video of you doing woodworking right yeah right i've fallen prey for that before <laughs> that specific example is something similar something similar but you were gonna you're um, gonna say something earlier before i interrupted you yeah well i had a i i listened or i i read a book today no i listened to a book while i was working that i, I thought was <laughs> yeah third grade level third grade okay. level okay um uh, I, it's a good book and I think it would be, uh, handy for a lot of aspiring content creators. Okay. It's called, let's see if I can, I'm just pulling it up on my phone right now. I'm pretty sure it's called how to shoot video that doesn't suck. I think I've read yeah. that. Is it a four five, six hour listen? Kind of short? Yeah. Six and a half hours. Okay. On the short so side. One of the book. tips they talk about is like, don't have a scene for 45 seconds. Like keep, keep the scenes moving and stuff like that. Yes. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. So yeah, it's a lot of, it's good. It does a lot of like basics about, I don't know, kind of film theory, I guess would be a good yeah. way to describe it. Um, but just boring. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's broken up into very short chapters. So it's like the, the book is like 70 chapters, even though it's only right. 250 pages. Right. And uh, each one's just like a very small lesson on how to make better videos. Right on. Yeah. So anybody looking to start a YouTube channel, highly recommend. I think it's a good uh, good use of your time to listen to or read it. I dig it. Well, yeah. I, I think I just I have to plug this because um, 
I plugged our podcast like crazy. I was on oh. the uh, another wood shop pod. I don't know what the <laughs> doesn't hell even know the was. name. <laughs> um, Hopefully, they don't listen to our podcast. No, it's the one that Dan Dunlap, uh, Peter Kapar, and uh, Mike Coffee do. Mm. I think is that the name? Another wood shop is that another wood shop podcast or woodworking podcast? I don't know. The idea is that the name's supposed to be like funny and kind of ironic, right? Yes. Well, I was a guest on on their show last week, and I just kept, I just kept plugging our podcast. I was like, <laughs> you can also get off the cut podcasts on Spotify and Apple. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. So I'll I figured, to that. Yeah, I figured I'd give them a plug. Oh, I see a counter plug. We should see. uh, I met Mike Coffee for the first time at WorkbenchCon. Maybe we can have him as a quick guest. I'll see if I can uh, bring all the recording gear and we can do some quick podcasts while we're there. That's what I was going to ask. Do do you want me to bring my laptop and mic and then we'll just because I can always set my mic up. It's like if we sit at a table, I can like set it up in the middle and like do the 360 recording or something. I was thinking to just bring my little road wireless go things. How many you got? I have two. You have one. How do we like sync them all on the same thing? Yeah. Okay. I didn't think that far ahead. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Um, well, I'll, I'll I tell you sh- what. I'll just bring my laptop and mic, and then we'll, we'll figure it out once we're there. Let's just bring as many laptops and mics as possible, and we'll we'll sort. I'll bring the wireless ones room. too. Yeah. 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 That'll work. I actually, you know what? I have those other ones I have for that sponsored video. So technically, I would have uh, four altogether. What if we have like a three and a half millimeter splitter? Oh, yeah. Wonder. So you could run two receivers or something? Yeah, that's a good idea. Look at us. Troubleshooting on the fly. We should work in IT. Yeah. Work in IT. Um, I ordered one of those card thingies, the tappy card or whatever it's called. Uh, what's it the called? Dot. The dot. So dot doesn't ship to Canada, which was kind of annoying. So I had to order from another co- company. And unclear whether or not it'll arrive in time for WorkbenchCon. It says it's in the mail, so maybe I'll get it tomorrow and I'll be able to bring it. Maybe not. Mine took forever. Uh, mine does work, but I also did made QR codes that I could put on like oh. the back of my badge. So like nice. if somebody doesn't scan it, I can just like flip my badge over and be like, "Here you go." I like that. I like that. I got. But a, it kicks um, into the same website. I got one that's a card, and then I yeah. got five that are just stickers or like RFID stickers that you can put anywhere. Right. And so same, yeah, same idea. I guess it's an uh, NFC sticker, not an RFID. Right. Right. Yeah. So like how, how long do those things last? Like several years? I think, yeah. I mean, until I guess, until it gets flexed enough that the coil inside of it breaks. Is that how it works? Yeah. I think there's a little coil that gets charged up when it gets close to a NFC scanner. And that, like, that coil is just enough to power, like, a little... Yeah, exactly. It's a little induction coil, and that just powers a very weak transmitter. That's pretty neat. Yeah, it's cool technology. Mine pretty well, but I found that, like, you have to know where somebody's NFC thing on their phone is. Ah, gotcha. So, like, on... I have no idea where it is on my phone. On my iPhone... It's like right here, which is like right okay. by the camera. So I have it like down here in my case. Oh, so I would have yeah, somebody yeah. have to like tap the bottom tap of my phone. Can you do like, like a? Well. Can you do like a swipe? Like where you just like swipe by there, or does it have to be held there for a second? I don't know. Maybe we can troubleshoot it. 
Yeah, we'll, we we'll test, test it out. We'll, we'll do that at the same time as we do the elevator thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, we're going to have a blast. <laughs> we're going to have a blast. Well, uh, is it time to get into the after show yet? We yeah, gotta, I think wait, so. Wait, shoot. Hold on. Why don't we see if we got any questions going on in oh, the live, the live stream? Somebody uh, was asking about your table saw, but I think uh, I think Josh answered it for you. Yeah, I just got a Harvey, but I had a rigid something or other before. That's I can build it. I have a Harvey. Uh, yeah. Any other questions going on in there? Uh, Craig's, Craig's enjoying my handheld microphone. <laughs> it looks nice. It looks nice. You could you could get one too for the low low cost of thirty dollars. It's just a stick. It's literally just a stick that you slide your little road wireless go into, and then a little uh, foam bobble that goes over the top of it. You, I think you ought to start doing like ad reads and videos with the microphone. I with think that would be a nice touch. That would be kind of fun. That would be kind of fun. I'm actually thinking I want to use this for when I'm recording my voiceovers because I want my voiceovers to sound more laid back. So I'll like lean back in my chair and do it like this. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I record mine. I have this same setup and like I'm I'm leaning back like in the computer chair. I know my the way I have my microphone set up right now is dumb because it's up high. Right. So I had to stand and then I had to lean forward and I find that it gives the voiceover a certain type of energy because I'm like leaning into it almost. Right. If that makes any sense. You're leaning into your video. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> somebody, I don't remember who, who mentioned it, but somebody was like, you need to challenge Zach to who can get to 200,000 YouTube subs first. Ooh. I was like, dude, I will never win that. <laughs> Cause I you're mean, like 175, aren't you? Uh, somewhere around there. Yeah. I think I, no I have a, hell. Uh, I have a decent head start on you, but you're gaining quick. Did you cross 100K yet? Uh, yeah. You did. Awesome. Congrats, yeah. man. That's amazing. Thanks, man. I'm, uh, what am I at? I think I'm at like 120 or one. Oh man, you might very, you might very well beat me to 200K. I'm picking up like 25,000 a month. I did 20 this month, but that was I had some good shorts, so we'll see. I've stopped doing shorts. I'm done. Are you done? I did one a day for two months, and I'm like, it's stupid. I'm 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 done. Fair enough. I didn't get Fair paid enough. any money. Yeah, yeah, I hear you, man. I hear you. It's it just it's very it feast or fam. I find mine either I get like 10,000 views or I get 10 million views, and there's right. no nothing room in between. In between. Yeah. No, no. So and it's just annoying for me to have to try to keep track of which ones I already up uploaded, which ones I didn't. Right. Because on Instagram, I can spam. I, if I wanted to, I could post the same video every single day for three years. Yeah. I wonder what would happen on YouTube if you posted the same video. You, it's flagged. It's one of their like, terms flagged? of service thing. Uh, interesting. What if you deleted the old one and then posted it again? You're probably okay. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. interesting. I know you can get like a strike for it if they like if you like habitually post the same video over and over and over again oh gotcha because i had some that did well pre-monetization i wonder if i should delete those and repost them but i guess i've totally thought about taking videos like pre-monetization or ones that just tanked yeah and like kind of reusing the same footage and like you know building in quotes the same project but kind of like talk about it retrospectively or like change the voiceover. Like, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I I've had the same thought before. I think it would be kind of fun. I don't, I, I honestly don't know how it would perform. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I think of I, a video that's like two, two and a half years old. Yeah, and it's just like think about how much better you could do it now. Like even if you reused right. all the same footage, but just like cut it differently and right. different voiceovers and right. stuff. Yeah, it's 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 really tempting. It's I thought about redoing as like a gag almost, like redoing my first video ever. Oh, that would be funny. Right? Yeah. But see, your first video is a hell of a lot better than my first video. Is it? I don't know that it is. I don't know. I feel like my first video, I'm like staring like massive eyes, like <laughs> hi. <laughs> I don't I don't I honestly don't think mine's much better. I didn't do voiceovers. I think the audio was all crap. It'd be yeah. It was like just talking to camera. It was just talking to camera. Huh. It was literally like me, like, hey, I'm about to apply this finish and then cut to 30 seconds of me applying the finish. Then cut to me being like, hey, the finish is applied. Now let's move on to the next step. <laughs> but here's the thing. When beyond, just like me, be honest, when you first made that video, you're like, damn, Zach, you are good at this, dude. I was like, it goes Steven Spielberg, James Cameron, Zach Bills. Right. In that order. Right. <laughs> Everybody right. else below there. Yeah. That's how everyone feels. Like the first video they put out, they're like, man, this is nice. And then the next video you put out, you're like, man, that other video sucked. And yeah. it just gets, it's that, a, it's a skill. Yeah, it, it's That's 100% it a skill. Hmm. I mean, it's a, the same way you probably feel about your early woodworking projects, right? It's the same way I feel about my woodworking projects now. Yeah, exactly. Well, it's because you suck. keep getting better, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, both hacks. <laughs> We're not woodworkers. We just play one on YouTube. Yeah, exactly. Speaking oh of hacks, God. one of the hacks you can do to help us grow this podcast is share it with your friends. That's right. Oh, well, maybe that's the only why, way we can. Maybe that's why we got new patrons. Is because the current patrons have been sharing it so much with their friends. I don't know. Maybe I do enjoy how you're using the Squarespace ad as a natural plug for the podcast, though. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, Squarespace, they did not give me the most money in the world to do those ads. Right. But I was like, I will take a little bit of a pay cut on this because it's just such an easy opportunity to plug the podcast. It, was I mistaken that the ad on this most recent video was literally word for word, shot for shot, the same as the other one? Oh, dude, I'm just copy and pasting. Oh, and they don't care? They don't care. They'd be fine with it. I mean, I, I saw other creators doing it. I was like, my God, these are, like I was recording specific integrations for every video. No. I was like, oh, no, I'll just shoot one and I'll, I will copy and paste it onto all the videos. I wondered. I wondered. Yeah. So they didn't say anything. They haven't said anything about any of the videos. Okay. So that's good yeah. to know if I ever do a Squarespace ad that I can. Because yeah. they usually do bundles. They want like three to six videos typically. Yeah, they wanted six videos for me. So after you do this uh, microphone one, is this going to be your, like, you can try to take a break from sponsored stuff? Yeah, or at least just focus on finding sponsors that are, like, flexible on delivery times and stuff like that. I should, we should, we should, we should talk this, uh, this week. Maybe I can get you to, to chat with Mark and see if it's something that would, we can talk more of the specifics about how it works. And I can show you some of the numbers and see if it's something you're interested in. Yeah, definitely. Get you set yeah. up with them. Yeah, for sure. Because that's I, the I, nice thing. Is he just like yeah. he's like, hey, I got this one. Are you interested? And I'd be like, no. Yeah. And then move I, on. Yeah, it's just the the time. The, like all these companies are so like hard pressed on the time. Like it has to be done by this day. It's like really does it? It's going to be a video that lives on the internet for the next like 
infinity years. Like, why is it so important that it's done by this specific date? Especially like I told you the, that sports thing that I had for like the Super Bowl. Yeah. And then like like, like, down to the wire, like, okay, I get that. But like contact me earlier. Yeah. 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 Or don't take forever. When I send you my draft, it takes you like six days to get back to me. Like that's on you. I had a company contact me today and like, hey, we need something for uh, March 20th. They they wanted it. That's reasonable. Do you think so? I don't know, man. It's like. That's That's why I keep videos in the hopper. So all I have to do is do the ad and then put it out. This was one where they want. It was an Instagram thing. They wanted me to like go film. Like, I don't know. It was like two reels. And I just got so much other stuff going on. It's like, I don't want to add that to. Right, right, (laughs) right. Anyways, I hit them with a ridiculous sum of money. We'll see if they go for it. Right. I feel you. There's no such thing as uh, bad jobs, just bad prices. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> I got approached to do a couple things like things that I thought would be cool. Like I had a local woodworking club reach out and they're like, Hey, we'd love oh. you. We'd love if you did like an hour or two long presentation for our club. Oh. And I was like, that's a lot of work. And they're like, yeah, maybe you could like talk about glue or talk about like how to set up a bandsaw. And I was like, yeah, no. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how about this? We do like a round table where it's supposed to me as, you know, instead of me just standing at the front of the room saying, I'm a pro, that's how you do it. Listen to me or you're wrong. Cause like, that's, it's not me at all. Yeah. Um, I was like, well, if we do like a round table, we're just like a community thing. Where people just ask questions. I can answer it. And they're like, well, that's not really what our members are looking for. And I was like, okay. So I had this conversation with, with, these guys and they had no idea what I did. They were just oh. like, so like, how do you make money? <laughs> they're like, so you sell like furniture. I was like, no, no, not I really. Like, I, make, I make videos and they're like, but yeah, no, but like, how do you make money? But where does the money come from? Eric? Right. Where does the money come from? And so, but then they're like, but if you do this, if you do like a two hour long keynote presentation, we can give you a hundred dollars. Oh, wow. Like, That's 50 bucks an hour. I was like, yeah, but how much time is going to go into like, <laughs> no, I'm not developing I'm something that's actually meaningful. I was like, <laughs> like, no, like I have to respectfully decline. Like, I think yeah. it would be fun, but you have to make it easy for me. At that point, they're better off just not even paying you. You know what? It, right. You know what I mean? Like, come and do it for fun as opposed to this is a paying gig. Cause, and then their uh, idea was, what if you just play a YouTube video of yours and then people can ask questions? And I said, why don't people just watch the YouTube video at home? <laughs> I was like, it's free. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. And I mean, it's, it's, it's kind of getting you back to your Q and a thing though, which is kind of nice in a weird way, but you have to sit there and watch your own video, which is kind of silly. I don't want to watch that. And like, then yeah. people aren't, you know, it's, Why'd you have an ad read during this meeting? Well, that's a video that's on YouTube. I don't want to buy sports sports betting stuff. Yeah. And I also got approached by this other one. They're like, hey, we want you to do this like thing in New York for like a weekend. We want mm-hmm. you to do a keynote presentation on Friday. Okay. And then an all-day hands-on workshop Saturday. Okay. 
they they're they're like we'll fly you out mm-hmm. we'll give you two hundred dollars for friday oh big money and four hundred dollars on saturday i was like no <laughs> like do you know how much work would go into that so much work like weeks of work yeah, yeah. and they're like well what would we have to pay you i was like probably like minimum ballpark like five thousand dollars and they're like i was i was like thank you for your interest like <laughs> like you asked me a question like oh, so this isn't crazy. something i really really want to do i don't want to just do a keynote presentation like if you want me to do it you really got to make it worth my time yeah 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 it's, oh, yeah it's interesting i don't know like i think some people get off on the prestige of like doing some sort of public speaking thing to me or, but to me, that just sounds like a complete nightmare. Like the amount of preparation. Yeah. It's a lot of work to like to prep for it. It's just, I don't know. It doesn't sound that fun. But if if somebody goes, Hey Zach, we're going to do this event with uh, woodworkers and stuff. We just want you to like come, come hang out for an hour or two and just chat with people. I'd be like, yeah, I'm there. You don't have to pay me anything. I'm there. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what, like if this if the woodworking club is like it's you know fifteen minutes away, they're like, hey, can you just come for an hour or two and just like hang out at the meeting and just like meet and greet and talk to people? I'd be like, of course, yeah, sounds great. I would love to because it doesn't take any prep work. Yeah, yeah, like this the podcast. Prep work is, yeah, <laughs> I dare you. <laughs> but you know what I mean. Like this podcast would be a drag if we had to like prep for days and days on end, being like, okay. We're going to come up oh, with this no. super strict, strict script of what we're going to talk about. And like, we're going to yeah. hit all these points and I'm going to talk about this, but then you're going to talk about this. Like, no, thanks. No, it's just not fun. The more scripted something is, the less fun it is. Must be a nightmare to shoot movies. Oh, where they storyboard them out. Like, yeah, I don't want to plan do everything ahead of time. Scripted, storyboarded. And then they have people like, oh, yeah. The only thing we do have storyboarded. Oh my God. I didn't realize we had this many questions. All right. We got a lot of after show questions and we had some, some freeloader questions, but I will save those for next week because we're already well past our time. Yeah. Let's do it. All right. So everybody we're heading over the after show. We're going to power up the hovercraft and the elevator. We'll be at the after show to answer a bunch of questions. Mm. Get questions from people who don't usually give us questions too. That's my favorite type of question. Yeah, they they heard our threats. (laughs) Well, everybody, if you want to listen to the after show, where I'm sure we'll probably talk longer than we did here, patreon.com slash offscut podcast. You got anything See you, everybody. that it? That's it. All right. Go ahead. I'll let you say see ya. See ya, everybody. That's very nice of you to let me have that. Oh, yeah. Well, I didn't (laughs) want to steal your thunder. (laughs) 